So I was preparing for this. I was thinking, I'm, I'm going to be preaching on the place. What is the place I think about when I think about Christmas? And immediately, I knew exactly where that place was in my life. And I go back to that days or those perfect Christmases when you're a child. You know, those perfect places. And when my perfect place were my childhood memories when I was still living in Chicago and everything seemed perfect. And we would all be in my Aunt Ethel's living room. And I mean all. The extended family would all be in her apartment on the top floor of our two flat. And it would be crowded. Too much. Too many people. So we would be sitting on all the pieces of the furniture and on the floor and spilling out into the, the, the dining room. And there would be too much noise and it would be too hot. And people were smoking then because it was back in the 60s and the 70s. So it would be clouded with cigarette and pipe smoke. And it was wonderful. And me and my cousin Keith, who just passed this year, would be given sweets until we were so nauseous we couldn't stand it anymore. So our place would be after we opened all of the presents that we could stand and the people couldn't stand us anymore because we were absolutely obnoxious. We would go into the stairwell because there was a stairwell that connected our two apartments and it was blessedly cool when the rest of the house was too hot. And we would spend the rest of the night there. And we would be opening our loot. And that's where we would store all the candy that nobody else had confiscated from us. And we would eat it until we were absolutely so sick. It was not even funny. And that's usually where our parents found us sound asleep. We were usually, he would take the upper stair and I would take a lower stair and we would fall asleep on the stairs and our parents found us there year after year after year. They would know that's where we were and we were completely safe. So kind of like Jesus, we were never in our beds. We were on staircases. And then I was thinking in the summer we would sleep on staircases on the back stairs because that was the coolest place to be. And now I live in a parsonage that is gorgeous with four bedrooms and air conditioning and more rooms than Eric and I know what to live in. And I still, when I think of the best time in my life, I'm sleeping on stairs, either in a stairwell or a back porch. That's, that's my, my moments when I remember. So when I think of the hardship of of Mary and Joseph going to Bethlehem, and it was so crowded, and there was so much noise and so much smoke and so many people, and they were so worried. And then they get to the inn in Bethlehem, and there's no room, and they don't know what to do. But the innkeeper, who gets a raw deal, people, the innkeeper is like, there's no room, but I can give you a little bit of shelter. There's some shelter in my barn or the attached shed or the cave, whatever way you want to look at it. I can give you some shelter there. It is not going to smell good because the animals are there. But at least you'll be out of the cold. You'll be someplace warm. You'll be protected. And you can sit down without the crowds impinging on you. It will be somewhat quiet. And you can be there. And so the couple had a place to go. 
and they had a place to rest, and they had a place to put the donkey. You know, that was big too. So they had a place that was safe, and they had a place that was quiet. They didn't know that was the place that they were going to be delivering a baby. That had to be scary. Now, there is a story that Frederick Buckner tells about the innkeeper, though. And it's a great story. It's about the innkeeper being interviewed about 40 years after the birth of Christ. And the reporter asks the innkeeper, did you ever get to meet the Christ child? And the innkeeper's like, no, nah, I never did. I was so busy because I had so many guests in my inn, and there were so many details to take care of and so many people to watch over. I never got to meet the Christ child. And how many of us can say that during the Christmas season? We're here. We're actually in his house. We invite Christ into our hearts. But how many of us are actually in the same place as Christ is during the Christmas season? Or are we so busy doing other things? Are we busy at Black Friday or Cyber Monday or decorating or cooking or running out the doors? If Christ showed up at your front door, would you be like, oh, I'll get back to you in a few minutes. I just have this errand to run. Or sit down and have a cup of coffee. I'll be right back. I've got this thing to do. I've got time for you in my heart about five seconds before I fall asleep, if I don't fall asleep in the middle of a prayer. How many of us have done that? I got to be honest. God and me are really good with me snoring in the middle of a prayer. We've got to give God place in our hearts and in our time schedule, too. The place that we're talking about not only is back then, 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, it's not just a place there, it's a place here. We have to give Christ place in our lives. We don't want to live our entire life like the innkeeper who we were like, shoulda, coulda, woulda, I wish I would have spent five minutes at least walking in and seeing the Christ child, but I was so busy doing other things. I just missed my moment. And the Christmas season for us, I got to own up. A Christmas season, usually this year, I'm so bad. But the Christmas season, usually for a pastor, is so busy doing pastor things, it flies by before we even realize we were celebrating Christmas. We're so busy doing it that we don't enjoy it. We don't even have our Christmas staff party till Epiphany. I mean, it's that bad. So for a pastor especially, we have to take time to realize that we're worshiping Christ and to let Christ into our lives. So we are the worst offenders when it's time to take time to let Christ into our lives and give Christ place in our lives. So I'm speaking as a bad offender in this. But I think I'm looking at other people that can join me as well. We're all really busy. We all have a lot of demands on our time. So I'm just asking you to be a little bit intentional about inviting Christ into your life. Giving him a little space into your life. Giving him a little place in your life. Giving him a 
stair step that you invite them into. That isn't just five minutes before you conk out at night of, dear God, I know you know what I'm praying for. Please hear me. And then you fall asleep. Find some time during your day that you can be intentionally connected to Christ so that you can say, yes, during this Christmas season, Christ was with me in my place. And I got to invite him in. And we got to spend some time together. I'm not the innkeeper. Amen.